<laughs> Workplace illnesses. Hello, cubicle coffers, open space sneezers, corner office blowers, home den fevers, and coffee shop sore throats. My name is Brock Armstrong, and I am not the workplace hero. The goal of this podcast is to make you into a workplace hero, and plus, I'm currently not feeling all that heroic. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you may have noticed that my voice sounds a little different than usual. Well, that's because I'm sick. Yep, I have a cold. In June. How lame is that? Luckily, I'm nearly over it, and I'm also super hopped up on cold meds, which could also explain why I sound kind of weird and maybe a little drunk. In any case, today's topic is timely because it's all about being sick in the workplace. Now, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, also known as the CDC, says that people with the flu can spread it to others up to six feet away. And that's mainly by droplets made when they cough, sneeze, or talk. A person can also get the flu by touching a surface or object that has a virus on it, and then touching their mouth, nose, or eyes. You know, basically any bodily opening will do. If you work in an office, as many of us do, chances are you sit or stand within six feet of a colleague and probably touch dozens of their icky, contaminated surfaces each day. But the good news is there are steps you can take at work to help reduce your chances of getting or spreading the flu. But before we get to that, I encourage you all to go and visit the webpage workplacehero.me slash waitlist. That link will take you to where you need to go to find everything you need to know about a new project that I have started with the nutrition diva herself, Monica Reinagel. The sort of catchphrase for this project is, are you ready to stop dieting and start weighing less? <laughs> the program I'm talking about is called Weightless, and it is a structured lifestyle change program that combines nutrition science, behavior modification, professional guidance, and community support. This evidence-based approach is based on research led by the National Institutes of Health, and it has helped thousands of people permanently shed fat and, more importantly, lower their risk of diabetes and other diseases. This is not a diet or an exercise program. You will not be counting calories, measuring foods, eating special bars or shakes, or following rigid meal plans or workout regimes. You will not have to eliminate your favorite foods and battle constant hunger and feel awkward at professional events or gnaw on celery sticks at special occasions. Now to find out more, head over to workplacehero.me slash waitlist and sign up now if you're ready to weigh less. Okay, now back to how you can defend yourself and protect your coworkers from disgusting illnesses in the workplace. The first thing you can do is clean and disinfect commonly touched surfaces. Viruses on surfaces like sink faucets and door handles can spread rapidly, especially in public places such as offices and schools. A study for the Healthy Workplace Project by Dr. Charles Gerba of the University of Arizona found that implementing the program's wash-wipe-sanitize protocol in the workplace reduces the probability of catching the flu or the common cold by 80%. It can also reduce the number of surfaces contaminated by viruses by 62%. 
Now, I want you to notice that I did not use the word germs like they do in the commercials for those overly ambitious cleaning products. Wondering why? Well, it's because germs aren't a thing. They don't actually exist. They're just little animated monsters that have been made up to scare you into buying way too much hand sanitizer. Have you ever wondered what it would look like to actually see germs in action? No. <laughs> well, you're going to, and I think you're going to enjoy this. When people say the word germs, they're really referring to the microscopic bacteria, viruses, fungi, and protozoa that can actually cause disease, most of which can be washed away with good old water and some regular soap. The only time I will ever advocate using sanitizer is when you are very sick and very contagious and not able to stay home from work. Okay, <clears throat> I will get off my non-antibacterial soapbox now and get back to the tips. So, the next tip is, I already mentioned it but I'm gonna say it again, wash your hands with soap and wash them often. This is especially important before eating, after using the restroom, and after being outside. Use regular soap with warm water for 20 seconds. It's also important to wipe your hands dry with a clean, fresh towel, because friction actually plays a large part in the hand cleaning process. The next tip is one that, well, some people might be afraid to talk about, but I am not, because, well, I like science. And that tip is get vaccinated. Get your flu shot. According to the CDC, an annual seasonal flu vaccine, either the flu shot or the nasal spray, is the best way to reduce your chances of getting the flu. And for most of us, more importantly, it is the best way to reduce your chances of spreading the flu to others. Yes, maybe you're not afraid of getting sick, but that immunocompromised infant or the nice old lady on the bus may not be so cavalier with their health. So don't be selfish. It's just a tiny needle. Next tip is to cover your nose and mouth with a tissue when you sneeze and then throw that tissue away. And if you don't have a tissue handy, use the inner part of your sleeve at the elbow. You know, just like Dracula does. Now this is crazy, but did you know that one sneeze can spray up to 3,000 infectious droplets into the air at more than 160 kilometers per hour? That's insane, but true. Now, here's a good tip that I didn't think of until I read it on a Forbes.com article, but it is to wash your coffee cup with hot soapy water. If people around you are getting sick, the things that we drink from can offer a quick way for the virus to enter our system if they inadvertently become contaminated. And no, that cursory little rinse that you do every once in a while isn't enough to remove the contamination, so make sure you give it a good wash. The next tip is, if you are sick, stay out of the office kitchen. Most people don't realize that office kitchens are often a breeding ground for the flu. So try not to share eating utensils, dishes, or linens if possible. And if you do, take responsibility and wash them for yourself. I mean, don't, don't just leave them for someone else to deal with. Come on, man. Now, here's a bit of an antisocial tip, but limit your interactions with coworkers and avoid shaking hands with people. 
Uh, few people will actually take offense to this if you just offer the light-hearted response that the flu is going around and you'd rather be safe than sorry. Now, you'll also want to limit casual conversations with coworkers if there's an illness outbreak. If a coworker shows signs of the flu, just politely ask them to go home if possible. And, well, if they don't, then try to keep your distance. Remember that six feet rule. All in all, this is likely the best tip. Maintain a healthy lifestyle. Get plenty of sleep. Stay hydrated. Exercise in the fresh air, eat plenty of vegetables and fresh meat, and avoid sugary fruits, treats, and beverages. But interestingly enough, being well-rested is one of the greatest ways to avoid getting sick. And the final tip for today, if you get sick, stay the hell home. <laughs> if you do get sick and have flu-like symptoms, the CDC recommends that you stay home for at least 24 hours after your symptoms start to improve. If you can, stay home longer, but that's when you're likely not to be contagious any longer. But that does not mean you should go around coughing on everyone and just sneezing into the open air willy-nilly. <sighs> Can you tell that this really bugs me? Anyway, if you decide calling in sick is the right decision for you, which it always is, here's how to go about it. Follow your company's procedure for calling in sick. Find out if you're required to call HR and or your immediate supervisor and contact them immediately. Try to give your employer sufficient notice if possible. If you're not feeling well at night, let your supervisor know you might not be able to come in the next day. Notify your immediate supervisors and managers via email and phone. This ensures that the message is received in a timely fashion and that they can get someone to cover for you if it is necessary. Always notify the people you work with on a daily basis and communicate your list of urgent to-dos if there are some. And finally, use the time off to rest and recover. Don't spend your sick days worrying about work. Allow your body to recover and get well as quickly and thoroughly as possible. And now, it wouldn't be a Workplace Hero episode if I didn't give you some homework. So, based on those studies that Dr. Gerba, the microbiologist at the University of Arizona did, he actually went through a bunch of offices and he ranked the highest levels of bacteria throughout the office. And the winner was the telephone. It is the nastiest offender of all. Followed by your desk, computer keyboard, mouse, fax machine, who even has those anymore, uh, copy machine, and men's toilet seat. Now, Dr. Gerba explained that the phone is typically the dirtiest piece of equipment in an office because it goes straight to your mouth and you never clean it or disinfect it. And yeah, I've never done that. So there's your homework. Next time you go to the office, grab a clean rag some soapy warm water, and give that telephone receiver a good bath. Be careful not to get it too wet, I mean, you don't want to wreck it, but give it a decent wash, rinse, and dry. I am sure you and your immune system will be happy that you did. 
The CDC says that an employee should always call in sick when the illness is still contagious and his or her productivity will notably decline due to the illness. If you know that the quality of your work will be negatively affected due to your illness, it is best for all parties involved to call in sick. You're not being a wimp and you will not get fired. You are actually being a good employee, colleague, and friend. Now, I'm going to go lay down for a while while you make this week a healthy one. Workplace Hero is researched, written, narrated, and recorded by me, Brock Armstrong, in snuffly downtown Vancouver. Additional help from Eleanor Cohen and artwork by Ken Cunningham. Today's heroic idea came from the nasty virus that decided to take up residence in my sinuses. Screw you, you little jerk. <laughs>